Hello, Michael here with a quick disclaimer. The episode that you are about to listen to was originally recorded as a live event, meaning that it was recorded and streamed over our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash the RPG Academy, or broadcast as a live event or recorded as a live event for our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash the RPG Academy. Hopefully you will understand why the audio quality of this episode is not quite up to the same standards you have come to appreciate and expect from our show. And on the off chance that when you listen to this episode, you don't really notice a difference between this episode and a regular episode, don't say anything, because that will make me cry. Thanks, and enjoy the show. There's always a bit of a delay, so I never know when we're actually live, but by now we should be live. So, hello and welcome to the RPG Academy. I am Michael. Uh, What we're going to do tonight is recap our recent Gen Con 50 experience. Uh, With me, I have to my front... Hey everybody, Brad here. How are you doing tonight? Brad, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. And where might people know your voice? Ah, well, you uh, may recognize uh, my voice as uh, Captain Cade... Cage Thorn Gage from uh, Dark Discovery, among other places. Among other places. And then to his left, I am Jared Smith. Good to see you guys, even though I don't see you. Uh, well, right now, no one's watching, so it doesn't You uh, won't recognize my voice from anything, because I am not a part of anything. <laughs> you don't call behind the scenes yeah, man. Yeah, I am a behind the scenes man. And then to his left, to my right... Hi, I'm Michael. Uh, you may recognize me from some really old footage that we have on uh, some some actual plays or your local grocery store if you happen to live <laughs> exactly where I live. And what would yeah. that local grocery store be? Uh, probably like a Kroger's. Oh, okay. So it's not Jungle Gyms? It's Inter- only, oh, International it's a, Market? It is Jungle Gyms International Market, which is if you ever come to Cincinnati, go there. And for any out-of-towners, it's one of the best things that we have. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Uh, so we do have at least one person watching now, which is awesome. Again, we're going to recap our experiences at the last Gen Con. Uh, so I'll start with you, Brad. This was the 50th year of Gen Con. Some people call it the 50th anniversary. That would actually be incorrect because anniversary means like it starts the year after. So next year will be the 50th anniversary. But now I'm just being pedantic. Hmm. This is the 50th Gen Con. When you were getting ready to go, did you have any particular thoughts, anything you were excited about? Like, What was your game plan this year compared to years past? Well, I definitely wanted to make sure I didn't overload myself. There were so many things to do at Gen Con. I mean, it, it it's simply massive, and even more so this year. I mean, how many people were there? Did anybody put an official attendance? Uh, it's, they, they didn't release the actual unique, but they said it was around 60,000, which was what it was last year as well. They did give the uh, turnstiles like 268, which, again, is just everyone shows up multiple times. It's kind of a weird number, honestly. I don't quite get why that's a, why that's a thing. But there were a lot of people there. Yeah, that's true. There, there was a lot of people there. What I tried to do was uh, find the select few games I wanted to get into or activities I wanted to do and do my best to get those and then fill in the rest of the time with uh, pick-up games or certain things like that with all you great people. All right, very, very cool. All right, and then Jared. So, again, 50th anniversary. I screwed up. 50th Gen Con. I think it's our fourth, right? We It's my been- fifth, so it's your fifth. Is it fifth? I thought it was fourth. Mm-hmm. It's my fourth. Yeah. It's my fifth. I got schooled on earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. So, it's our fifth. 
So going into this year, was there anything different about the way you prepared or what you were trying to do versus other years? Uh, well, I knew I had to fill up my, my schedule just in case. But uh, this year I was kind of running a little low on gas. So I ended up skipping a lot of games, which I hate to do. But um, but because of that, I got to hang out with, with uh, interesting people and, and do a little bit more social activities than normal. So it was uh, it was probably one of the better years for me because of that. All right. What about you, Michael? So on the lead up uh, yeah. to Gen Con, um, I got to do the pre-Gen Con board game of organize your entire <laughs> schedule because you got a really good seed and there are way too many options. And I got to play with my best friend who... Uh, uh, came this year, and we got to basically play a board, the board game matchup of why, where can we fit games together and you know organize uh, time together uh, for various people. So that was that was the first game of Gen Con was organizing Gen Con. Yeah, that that is definitely an experience. Um, my first year, I had gone and watched a lot of YouTube videos and listened to some podcasts, and I kind of knew what to do, even though I'd never gone before. And now I see every year on message boards, Facebook, Reddit, people are basically saying, what the F is going on? I don't understand. <laughs> how do I do all this? What's this wish list? And if you if you don't know how to work the system, I don't mean that like get an advantage, but just don't understand how the system works. Mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming. Oh, And there's a whole priority that like, you know, if you get into a game between two and six on Friday, because mm-hmm. it's number one, anything else that was between two and six, mm-hmm. gone, you yeah. can't get in. You don't have any option. Like you don't get to to pick between them it's just priority and you and gotta know to have backups too backups mm-hmm. if you don't have backups you're screwed but if you don't want too many things you're not that's what everything. i've done where you overload your schedule you have no breaks and then you start skipping uh, stuff because yeah. you're tired but i will say Great. that is the first tip of gen con is find somebody who's been to gen con <laughs> yes. and it can explain <laughs> who's minutia. reliable who's reliable who's, who's reliable. reliable because i got yeah. screwed my first but year literally like have someone come over your house <laughs> and be like look Here's how, like, I'm going to show you on the computer all the things that you can do with the Gen Con website, which is, I think, for what they do, fair, fairly oh, well I done. can't even imagine that the, how that process would work yeah. with that many people trying to yeah. do something at the same time. <laughs> so my system, because, again, I'm crazy, is I take an Excel spreadsheet. And I make a chart that says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and has all the mm-hmm. times. And then give it to Jared and make him <laughs> so, <laughs> make him do it for you. And then I go through and and basically everything I want to play, I just plug into that spreadsheet and then I, mm-hmm. I blank out like the time. So I know that this game starts at 8 o'clock and mm-hmm. it runs till noon. And then I'll do that for everything that runs 8 to noon. And then I'll do 9 to 1 and then I'll do 10 to 2. And then I'll go through it. And then, because you have to do that first, because there's hundreds of things that you want. And everybody's is different. Yeah. It, well, yeah, and this is just for me. Everybody's crazy scheme is different. And then I'll go back and I will rate them on a scale of how much I want to play them. So they get a one to five rating. And mm-hmm. that's how I come up with my priority. The five things go on the top of the list, the four things and the three things. Mm-hmm. And what screwed me this year, there's only, a, you can only have 50 spots. Mm-hmm. I had like 260 mm-hmm. yep. ready to go. And then I got screwed after I did all that work. It didn't even matter. Yeah, I had over wow. 200 and something. This is why you guys like him, because he is the man <laughs> that had 260. Yeah. I had I had struggled to get like 40. Oh, yeah, I had. Oh, yeah, I had But again, but I do no like everything wow. that I kind of want, because yeah. I, I know I'm not going to get into some of them. They're all back up. Mm-hmm. You know, I had probably 20 games that I wanted. I had like 240 games that were, well, if I don't yeah. get into that, I get into this. My backups got backups. Got Your backups, backups got backups. Got backups. Uh, got backups. Uh, quick hello to Dirty Habanero. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. So, um, so yeah, the, we, we all know Excel enough to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Just enough. Just enough to be dangerous. Uh, but I want to uh, throw out a quick thank you, uh, Brad's friend, Chris, who's basically been our savior 
we we have a hookup, as it were, when it comes to housing. Uh, Chris is a VIP. VIPs get guaranteed two hotel rooms every year, mm-hmm. and he always basically sublets one of those to us, so we do not have to worry at all about the housing situation. So as long as Chris is around, we will kiss his ass. Because we take is, good care of them. We take good care of Chris, them. Chris, we will buy you a board game every single every year. Every year. Every single yeah. year. Whatever the most expensive board game <laughs> Because it Because uh, that just is such a hassle that we don't have to worry about. So yeah. thank you, Chris. All right. So I'll, I'll go back the other way now, Michael. Um, so what was kind of the highlight for you? Was there a particular moment, event, feeling, situation that you're like, wow, this is what Gen Con's about? Yeah. So I think uh, in years past, there's been like I can point to like a specific thing that has been my biggest, biggest, uh, you know, joy. Uh, and this year it was just I like real, real in between. Like I, all of my events were good. I was like nothing was amazing. But I will say there was a clear winner, uh, which was that um, I got to actually share this with my best friend who uh like came for his first time i'd been sort of like yeah he was supposed to be here tonight didn't work out for yeah. some personal issues but chris first time glad yeah. to glad to have met different you chris. Yeah. different chris yeah. well different. yeah different exactly different chris yeah. but look forward to more gen cons with you in the future yeah uh and that that was probably the best thing was uh, i've been sort of planting a little bit of seeds every year like man come to this thing it's really amazing it's where it changed my life you should probably come to it um so the, just being able to share that experience was was my highlight all right, very very cool. All right, about what about yeah, you, Jared? What was your highlight this year? Um, well, there were several. I mean, the, always the highlight is just uh, uh, you know, hanging out with people I don't get to see very often. But uh, as far as events, I'd have to say this year. Well, every year I do the Midnight Zombie Game, and this year they 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 got it right. They have the right amount of tables, and I it's safe for me to say that it was probably the best Gen Con event I've ever done in the five years that I've done it. So it was a blast. I may have drank a little too much, but really? it yeah, it comes with territory. You should have seen the other people at the other table. Um, <laughs> you should have seen the other guys. Yeah, but uh, it was it was it was a blast overall. I did do a lot more relaxing and and sleeping in and stuff this year than than in years past. But because of that, I got to like I said do more social things. So. Yeah, that was me. My my schedule this year, I think, was finally kind of like the perfect balance where I didn't have anything early that I ended up skipping because I wasn't going to get up early. I had enough breaks that I could meet you guys or some other people I knew there for lunch or for dinner. Uh, I got to go walk the (laughs) event hall, you know, leisurely. So yeah, this year my schedule was probably at a really good balance. Yeah, I got to hang out with you more than just the waking up in the morning (laughs) and going to bed at night or waking you up at night when I come stumbling at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I actually think I was... uh, I think I was up later than you at least one time, and that yeah. has never yeah, happened never before. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's like the two of us coming in, yeah. I don't know, three some, or four, yeah. some wee hours of the yeah. morning, nice. talking about how we're not going to our eight o'clock game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very loudly. Basically, as you're going to bed, you're like, I'm not yeah, doing tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what about you, uh, Brad? Anything this year different or a highlight? Uh, well, the highlight for me this year, I, I think I... Probably I got to go to my first um, U2 Cancathedral event, which was the first time I've ever been able to get into mm. one of their again, events. Um, and I actually got to go to two of them, and they were phenomenal. Great games. Uh, a lot of great role players there. Um, you know, One, I got to play with you guys, and the other I did not. It was with uh, another group of people. But they were both really solid games, and I had a lot of fun at those. Um uh, Still, I, I still think the best part, though, is, of Gen Con is getting to see your Gen Con friends, your, your con friends who you only see at cons mm. and whatnot. Uh, 
I didn't uh, have a lot of time to actually hang out with those people because everybody was really busy this year <laughs> and, and going seven different directions at once. But um, it was still great to see those people. And uh, I actually did. I got to um, sit down and go to, a, go to a bar and have a drink with a one of my old, pretty much my first game master. Um, oh, he had moved. He had moved. I don't know. Probably ten years ago, moved away to South Carolina, and I got to have. I got to hang out with him for about an hour, hour and a half <laughs> at the uh, Omni Severn, and uh, just catch up. And it, it was thinking back. It probably was the best part of Gen Con. Nice. We thank you <clears> for bringing uh, Brad into the fold. So appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate you for the initiation. So it's funny you mentioned because I, I do absolutely have Gen Con friends now, but I also have Gen Con acquaintances. There are people that I don't know them, but I recognize them. Like mm-hmm. out in the hallway, I'm like, oh, I've seen you at Gen Con before. I've seen you at Origins. Or, I've literally seen you every year. Every year. I don't know you, but I know you, <laughs> uh, which is very cool. Uh, for us, obviously, Wednesday night's always a big deal. We like to do the, the pre-Gen Con meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this year was probably our most successful in terms of A, organization, and B, attendance. <laughs> Um, I know, Brad, you ran like a 12-person fate game at one point. Uh, yeah, it was Monster of the Week. <laughs> I, 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 people just kept coming. Oh, you want to play? Yeah, sure. Uh, pull up. Yeah, I got an extra playbook here. I was, you have to sit on the crazy. floor. But yeah, we're yeah. going to have to rename that like Monster of the Month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be. Um, but no, that, that was, it was nuts. But I hope everybody had a good time with that. Uh, they, everybody said they did. But, yeah. You know, so. It's a, it's a good time. And actually, uh, Dirty Habanero was, uh, was there with us with his son as well. We played some games together. Uh, he introduced me one to... Some kind of brawl game where you had like you rock a wizard or a monk and you fought over beer and stuff, but it was a good time. Uh, yeah, always always good stuff. Um, good I got to play. Oh crap! What was I? I got to play some kind of. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was like a Cthulhu top game, where it's like it, the cards have point values and you're trying to get rid of your cards. I'm sure if someone mentions it, I would know. It's actually really fun. It's like a twelve dollar green tinned game. I really liked. Um, so people got to play. Marvel Legendary. I wasn't actually in that game, but people got to play it around me, which is enough. I just soaked that in that ambiance, and it was <laughs> not a, it was a you great time. Keep telling yourself that. If yeah. You um, what did I? Oh, well, we got we got to play a bunch of things. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Flag the flagon and dr- dragon. I think uh, is what it was called. Uh, so somebody said twelve people. Really? Was it actually twelve? Was around? Yeah, it was like nine. I think yeah, it was nine. We used every playbook. Nine, twelve. What's I the difference? Like, it was nine players. I think. Once was, you get over six, it's too many. Yes. That was my. <laughs> you were my first Gen Con experience of this Gen Con, where you came back and were just like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy I ran that." But oh my god, twelve. Yeah, like, it, was, not, it, was, yeah. it was crazy stressful. I mean, just trying to come up with all the seven to nine results. But, uh, <laughs> I think you. I think you got you got like a lot of experience. I did, I did, and ho- and hopefully it'll that'll translate well, better to my home game. Level up, bro. What's funny is our our faculty retreat last year. You ran a game of Savage Rifts that ended up with like a bunch of people and ran for a very long time. Yes, uh, I don't know why I always run <laughs> up in those situations. Yeah, but probably because I don't say no to people. Probably. Oh, you want to play? Great. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what we're supposed to. That's what we do here. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're we're ambassadors to the hobby. But sometimes it's okay to be like next turn, next yeah, next game. I, I do need to do that. Twelve or nine was too many. So I think we've touched on what what was our favorite event or favorite uh, uh, game type of situation. Uh, but someone asked, "What did we buy? Was there anything uh, any favorite releases that we managed to get our hands on?" Uh, so is there anything in particular you bought at Gen Con? All of the all the things alcohol does I, not count. All the things that I buy are either we're like non non standard. Like I got a new book for like taking journals in that is like this just papyrus thing that is you know really nice and neat to take uh to take around with you 
and people you look at you sideways when you carry right. So like no, oh God, no new, no, no new releases other than like I bought bought like a bunch of stuff for the for my nephews. Okay, all right. Well, Jared, anything you buy? Um, well, I bought a really fun game that I, I play with my kid a lot. Um, he's seven, just for reference. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's like Road Rage or, or Road Battles or something, but it's like a it's a board game, but it's a racing game, and you can put up obstacles and there's like a volcano you can set up and um it's it's played with cards there's no dice or anything but it was him and i play it like at least once a week so it you know money well spent um and uh that was i mean i didn't really get a lot of time in the event the event hall i didn't either dealer hall so in the 20 minutes that i had there i bought that in card line so (laughs) that's about it (laughs) one second excuse me all right what about you brad Nothing. I bought absolutely nothing at Gen Con mm. this year. I didn't even buy a cube of dice, and I always buy a new <sighs> cube of dice at Gen Con. Yeah. Um, I, I walked through half of the event hall, and I intended to... I got halfway through it, and I couldn't take it anymore. It was so yeah. crowded, and I was like, yeah. you know what? I'll come back and finish this up tomorrow. And then, courtesy of... Uh, Michael and Chris, they had extra tickets to games that I wound up playing with. Michael for the rest of the day or that next day and didn't go back. So. I'm sorry. What happens when you get like a number under a thousand? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So um pretty much the only thing that's on the top of my list every con is whatever the new legendary game is. Uh so la- at, at Origins I got the X Men Marvel Legendary uh, expansion. This year at Gen Con the new legendary game was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. So I bought oh, that. Which is another thing that you just like. Yes, I like Buffy, and I like Legendary, so great marriage. And then I learned that the next set will be X-Files, which I also really awesome. enjoy. Yeah. So that's going to be an insta-buy. Uh, I bought Crossfire, which is a and d themed deck-building encounter game, which I played the Shadowrun version, and even though I don't like Shadowrun at all, I loved it. So I basically, when I was told they made a D&D version, I was there. I bought it and the, all the expansions that were available at the time. And then I bought a crap load of upper deck sleeves. So I went back to the room and I sleeved it all mm-hmm. so that I could actually play it. You should buy stock in that because yeah, you buy I, so many sleeves. I should. I absolutely do. I, <laughs> I, I would like to know how many offices you paid for <laughs> in the upper deck studios. A lot. Though I actually I met somebody who worked with upper deck. Uh, yeah. you, were, you were mentioning how you ran into your friend after many years. Uh, Michael from the Redemption podcast had the same thing. He ran into a buddy he hasn't seen in like 13 years. Buddy happens to work for Upper Deck. Nice. Uh, so we've been chatting. I'm I'm hoping that yeah. I can I can use that relationship to my advantage. Uh, but absolutely, I will buy pretty much everything they they print. I, it's yeah. go I think it's to both people's advantages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I came back into the room before dinner when you were sleeving cards, and there were a million cards and sleeves yes. everywhere. Uh, because normally, what happens is I buy them. But I can't touch them at Gen Con. So it's like, why did I even buy this? I could have just got this on Amazon and have it delivered at my house on <laughs> Sunday. So I bought sleeves and started sleeving them. And we did end up playing Buffy uh, that night, down or one of those nights down in the Embassy Suites where we were at. Very cool. anybody okay? I remember playing that. It's mm-hmm. good. Is anybody OP yet? No, no. Buffy OP? No, no. Okay. It's fun. It has an interesting mechanic. There's a light and dark track that can uh, trigger certain abilities and certain cards work better on one side or the other. So... It was a lot of fun. Um, just kind of jump into also favorite moments. I, I didn't run any games this year. It's actually the first year since the first one that I didn't run anything, but I did host some panels. 
Um, our DMing panel for both basic and advanced went very well. I was so thrilled with the turnout. I was thrilled with the people there, the questions they asked. I thought it was just a great time. We did a podcasting one. Didn't quite work out as well as I'd hoped. The information was great, but I don't think our delivery was very good. I feel like we were talking not over each other, but we kind of were repeating ourselves. And I've seen myself do that before. I'm sure most people do. Like you'll say something and you're expecting a reaction. When you don't get it, you're like, well, maybe I didn't say it right. So you say it again and you're trying to get the reaction. So you end up saying the same thing three times mm-hmm. and you just never get that reaction. And you're like, okay, I need to move on. You're just like that strange grandpa that delivers the same joke <laughs> over and over again, just waiting for it to land. I, yeah, I just, I never got the reaction I was expecting. Yeah. So I just feel like we... I have the same thing with my son. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like it was good information. I just don't think we presented it very well. Uh, so for that, I, I would like to, we're going to try it again. We'll probably do it again at other conventions, maybe even Catacon. Uh, but again, the information was solid. I just thought the presentation could have used some work. Uh, but my favorite moment, and this is going to sound very self-serving because it is, because um, I had a I had a kind of a weird Gen Con this year. Like There weren't a lot of highs. It was all kind of mediocre. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but while we were in the event hall or the dealer hall, right before, I think it was the same day we were getting ready to leave, some person just randomly found me, stopped me and said, I want to thank you for your panel on DMing. Uh, I'm just starting to DM with my son. I had him there with me and it was great. And we're excited to go home and start playing together. And I was like, that's awesome. Like that that moment, I was just like, you know, I could have floated away up into the clouds. I was so, you know, felt so good. My head was so big. My ego, but that was my best moment was that interaction in the hall. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yes. All right. So any uh, disappointments might be the wrong word, but was there anything that lessons learned maybe for next year you'll do differently or avoid? There's lessons learned. Everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lessons learned. Yes. Uh, definitely one thing to probably avoid in the future is playing a, is getting involved in a game that requires a lot of investment about the world and knowing Amen. a lot about the world. <laughs> I know how that goes. This game. Um, I I got into we a, winged it. We winged it. <laughs> it went okay. I, I felt that some of us did better than others of us. Uh, Michael was wet much better at this than I was. But uh, we played in a changeling game, and um, it I just didn't have that background of World of Darkness changeling to you know all the intricate politics between the houses and whatnot various factions we were supposed to be smart people and yeah. we were not <laughs> yes smart people it's hard but to be smart when you don't know yeah. yeah when you don't know the, the lore it's yeah i've just difficult. i've just committed mm-hmm. some faux pas that <laughs> yeah in the world that i did not know about <clears throat> so uh, <laughs> next time we'll do that <laughs> awesome what about you jared any lessons learned yeah i had the most painful massage i've ever had in my life <laughs> I, uh, I thought it'd be pretty good. She <laughs> was elbows deep into my spinal cord at one point. I uh, the the first year felt good. This year, I just need, next year I just need to be like, hey, I just want a gentle sissy like level one massage because I was almost screaming. So when you go to like, to like a a restaurant, they give you the 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 spicy level. And you're like, yeah. I want, I want massage spicy level. Yeah, one. I want the dragon. <laughs> like, I, she's like, man, you really got it. I gotta work this out. I'm like, stop working it out. <laughs> oh man, nice. That was the worst experience. Okay, by far. What about, what about you, Michael? Uh, mine are mine are sort of in the middle. Um, uh, I had like a good, really good balance of like caffeine and other liquids and sleep <laughs> this year. So like that was on point for the first time ever. Uh, but um. Get getting my own bed. 
that's pro that that's the big one um and then uh the big the big thing is i've said this for like four years running and i never take my advice which is don't schedule some slots and really just schedule it for like event hall with friends and yep. like schedule you know drinking eating time with people those are my two biggest ones that's, Get your, that's what i did better this year is yeah. i actually had some gaps in my schedule that i could yeah. you know casually yeah talking about how we're gonna all get down together like at the start of scheduling, before you know, when it all opens we up, we're all going to plan things out together, but we never do. Well, that, that, that brings me to a, a point. I think is a good point. Is uh, you're going to go to the event or the dealer hall, and you're going to buy a game. I think it's a good idea to set up a time with your friends for all of you guys to get together and play the games that you've bought. Right. Because I'm only playing these first. games with you guys. <laughs> I'm not playing some games I don't play at home or. So like, we, and we got to do that a few times, and I think that that was uh, it was it was rewarding because I got to figure out how to play yeah. my game, and and we got to learn some other games, and so I think that that's a good idea is to kind of plan some time in the evening with your group of friends to learn some games you buy. I, well, I think one thing for us, I'll, I'm gonna make some generalization, but but as a whole, I feel like we skew more towards role playing games mm-hmm. than board games. That would be. Correct. That is 100% correct. Right. And I think it's a little easier if you're more of a board game person to do that. I think most people who go there for board games probably probably do that. They go yeah. in that first day, they buy the cool new board game, and they may just spend the whole rest of the con like playing it. Yeah. We I've don't. Seen it. <laughs> yeah, we don't really do that as much, you know, because again, yeah. if we're going to, like, I don't need to go to Gen Con to role play with you guys. Like, we can yeah. do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. It saves, saves the time, effort, and energy. So it seems it's kind of weird. Because we don't like board games as much, but then we want to spend time to play a board game there. I'm all for it because we did it and it was fun. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why it's not always the top of mind for us because mm-hmm. it's not the same as we, you know. I'd rather role, honestly, I would rather role play than play a board game. But mm-hmm. if we're going to do that, like why go to ChinCon? So I think I've dissected what it is though, <clears throat> which is that like we we role play a lot and you're role playing a lot at GenCon, so you are not quote unquote yourself a lot of the time. Especially like I like jump into role playing a lot. And I, we get to be ourselves right now. We're on the mics, and we don't. There's not a whole bunch of time, especially if you have three games during a day, like I, my yes. crazy butt does. Yes, uh, where you're like twelve hours of being somebody else mm-hmm. today, uh, where you get to be yourself and just you know ham it up, use bad language, and and hang out with your friends. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. that that's my that's what I have missed every time is that those sort of like refreshing and fun moments with my friends to well, just ham it up. And I think what you and I have experienced, because we did this at Origins, is we played in almost all the same games. Mm-hmm. I think at Origins, almost, once yeah. you were there, I think we played in the same games pretty much yeah, all the time. I basically had no plan. I was right. like, I'm just going to follow you around. You just jumped in my games, which was awesome because it was always so much more fun when I had at least one person there I knew. It, yeah. it got me into the game so much faster. And, you know, some of the times... Some of those games were great. Mm-hmm. Some of them not so much. Some of them were fun for us. Yes, exactly. Because we still had fun, even though the game itself may not have been. Yeah. Uh, so that actually brings me to one of the things I want to talk about. Because <clears throat> I mentioned earlier that you know, this was kind of an up and down con for me. One of the things that I try to do at Gen Con specifically is to play in games that I don't normally get to play in. Like, I'm not going to sign up to play in a D&D 5e game because I play D&D 5e all the time. Um. But sometimes the games that I've never played before aren't great. <laughs> um, and I had a couple games that were subpar. Um, one, I, one I think, had more to do with hearing. Like, I mean, obviously, I am partially deaf. I have a, a hearing aid. But even like in those crowded rooms, it can still be difficult to hear. And one of our GMs specifically just had a very low voice, probably been gaming since he's been there and it just mm-hmm. was maybe was shot. But it was super hard to hear. So there's a lot of times where I really just didn't hear 
And I kind of had to look for context clues. To, you know, it just was harder for me to get involved in that game. And then there's another game that I played that I just I didn't care for the system. You know, I, you know, the people playing were great. We had some great moments, but overall, system was okay. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to call specifically Danny, um, in case she listens to this. Uh, by far, my best game, and it, I mean, it was magnitudes different. Was the Numenera game that I played with Danny from Rhode Island? We know she's big, you know, big fans of the show. She comes to Catacon every year, and uh, she ran a game in Numenera. I got to play in, and it just was—I mean, it wasn't even close to how much fun that game was compared to any other game that I played. And and I, what I told her kind of on Twitter was that it made me kind of reevaluate some opinions that I've had about Numenera because I've not been down on it, but I was never like overly impressed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's okay, but didn't think it was great. Uh, but the thing that that game did for me that I had not experienced before is even though I never got to the point where I was so invested in the role play that I was like just in the character and the mechanics faded away, which happens to me when I'm in a really good game. And I've said it before, I try not to roll dice. If I, I don't, don't want to touch dice if I don't have to. That game, we were rolling dice the whole time, but it was fun. The mechanics never disappeared, but they were fun to, to engage with. So while I never I never pulled away from it, I was so have, just having a blast every time anybody on the whole table rolled, everyone was watching. And when it was a number, I, I've not had more, ha, like everyone just jumping up and going, yay, when someone got a good roll. Then and it was four hours of nonstop. Every time someone did something cool, we were all in it. And that was just awesome. It was a, it was a great experience. And how much of that was Danny versus how much was that Numenera versus okay. how much was just the rest of the table because it was a great table. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But again, magnitudes difference. How much fun I had in that game compared to any other role playing game. That's that's so. Yeah, there's like I think that's like a thing, like role players fallacy, where you're like, man, this game was amazing, and it was just an amazing role playing yeah. experience. But Danny is amazing, and you did text us, I think, on our on our Twitter chat, like immediately after that game was over. Yeah, but it was like, oh, this is my best game of the con. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without without a doubt, it was the best game of the con. So. I don't see any other questions in chat, so we'll kind of anything else that you would any just interesting things that happened, food. I got some, some food I want the stories. Weirdest Gen Con questions. What's that? I want the weirdest Gen Con questions. All right. So anybody have. in chat, we want we're looking for some weird Gen Con questions. Yeah. They have to be family friendly, at least yeah. somewhat. Uh, so, Strange. So just weird. anything else about Gen Con this year you want to mention? Well, um, we didn't have we didn't have a hotel room when we showed up. Uh, yeah, that's true. We did not have a hotel. It's terrifying. Small panic attack. Uh, small yeah, there panic. Was a small uh, attack there. I probably gave you guys a heart attack when I. We said yeah. thank you to Chris earlier. We were <laughs> saying other things about Chris on the car ride. Well, yeah, and, and this definitely wasn't Chris. No, it was he, not his he fault. He gave me the printout that showed our confirmation, a snapshot of it. We got there, and there was a, a slight snafu in the computer system. Something happened between between um, Monday when he looked at the system to get that, you know image of, of the confirmation and wednesday during check-in but we did not have a room when we got there uh but it was all sorted out and uh yeah so th- that was uh that was that was fun <laughs> um and uh as far as is food um we got to have a nice meal at uh at the weber which was that, that was that was that was nice. It was. I think that was like the only time we all like ate together, or at least most of us ate together. Yeah, we had a pretty big group, and it's probably also the most we spent. Like you know, I tried to go pretty cheap this year. This was the cheapest Gen Con I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And uh, some of that was that I didn't eat. Like I still ate out a lot, but I tried to eat more like lunchy foods, or mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to get a steak. But I wanted to go to the Weber because I've never been to the Weber before. The Weber, the um, the French onion soup, best French onion soup I've ever had. It was amazing. The shrimp cocktail, A plus. Steak. 
terrible. I was bitterly, bitterly disappointed in how bad that steak was. I was, I was all but angry because it was not a good steak. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I know. Maybe it was just, you know, my part of the grill. I don't know, but it was not good. But French onion soup, I will definitely be going back next year for the French onion soup. You Pass on the steak. Terrible at the Gen Con. And, and, I and I have a lot of problems with food. I just it's, uh, issues with time. I went to the Ram. I had like an hour and forty five minutes before my next game, and I had to leave my food half eaten and hastily run to get to the next one. I know it's busy. I get that, but when I was already seated at the bar, shouldn't have taken an hour and forty five minutes to get a burger. But anyway, so uh, best drink. I'll throw that out there because I I have you people in the room because for me it would be like a soda. Yeah, yeah, you you start the well. I mean the the Sun King Breweries Wee Max is pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, like a staple that they always have. We it's went a Scottish ale. It's good. We went to uh, the yeah. uh, to the Granite. You and I were there. There, uh, what was it that they had? Like the Battle Axe or something? I don't remember what it was called, but it was a darker uh, a stout. It was pretty good. Um. Yeah, I mean, most of the time when I, I mean, it just kind of all blended in because, you know. So, yeah, there, yeah there's a couple. Yeah. There's yeah. A couple. Um, so, the, yeah, the Wemax good. Uh, I'm not a huge yeah, well, drinker. Really most of the time I got the Sam Adams Oktoberfest because it's my yeah. favorite drink. So, I can't really, I didn't really try anything else. So, we always have a little bit of celebratory uh, <clears throat> shots of whatever bottle we have in yeah. the room. That's always, you know, really fun and memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're looking for like a really good drink, the Yard House has some really interesting. Um, there was like a a, a Yuba um, gin cooler thing that they had that was basically like gin and a bunch of these, you know, strange foreign mm-hmm. fruits mixed together. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Well, we had the, the creamsicle things at the hotel. Oh, yeah. Well, five to seven every oh, day yeah. at Embassy you know, Suites, free tout, drinks. Do we want to tout our, our hotel? <laughs> sure. Yeah, so Emb- Embassy Suites, uh, five to seven. Five to se- no, it's 530 to 730. At least it was this year. Five thirty to 730. Uh, free, free drinks for like lower to middle shelf like liquors mm-hmm. and, and uh but quality money saving opportunity mm-hmm. for some of us and food and they uh, have drinks so they have this they have these cream school things and, yeah you know, sometimes you show your room cards sometimes you don't <laughs> some martinis <laughs> some bubble whiskey sours yeah. and so that, and that's where we end up playing a lot of the games yeah. when we got mm-hmm. together was in the lobby they have yeah. a, a area there they let you know it's yeah. pretty much non-stop gamers the whole time um, I, I did. Uh, sorry to follow that before we go on. I did get to play in the um, the Cthulhu and Drinks game at uh, Scotty's Brew House. So one game I didn't get in. That was a ton of fun. I forgot to say that before because well, it was uh, one of the GMs of the game. There were two GMs, and it was kind of a split party thing. And I will, if anybody, because they may, said they may run it again next year in the same format, so I won't won't go into it too deeply. But uh, one of the uh, the GMs in that game was the uh, their brewmaster for for the house there, so we got to try everything they had. Oh, which nice! Was pretty nice. They got oh. some pretty good, uh, pretty good brews. You were asleep next to me. I thought about taking your ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the beer you get Actually, on a timely manner yeah, at the, the Ram. Food, not so much. Was, yeah. uh, oh, secured. Oh man, that was a false ticket. <laughs> so I got to uh, roam around downtown Indianapolis at three o'clock in the morning, scared shitless, trying to look for food because <laughs> I sat at Steak and Shake for an hour and nobody served me. So I was like, I'm starving. I got to eat something. So I just roamed the streets, found some <laughs> bar that was open. Guy said, oh, there's this hot dog stand down the road. And I got some hot dogs and then ran into through some back alleys and some shady neighborhoods and a lot of cop cars, <laughs> but eventually made my way home. Thank goodness. And slept well that night. Nice, so. nice. 
Uh, so Dirty Hermanero throws out that he had a couple, drink with a couple of the guys from Redemption. Uh, tomorrow night, when we normally would do detention, so 9 o'clock tomorrow, Chris and Michael from detention are actually going to, or excuse me, from Redemption are going to join me for that detention, and we're going to do a recap with those guys because I had a lot of overlap with them as well. Uh, so tomorrow night around 9 o'clock, we're going to do a recap with Chris and Michael. You want to grab a drink with those guys, even if it's water. They're definitely a... They're I, good guys. They're good guys, and it's a, the type of uh, banter that you you want and expect when you sit down with... And they'll be at a Capcom. And they'll be at a Capcom. <laughs> All right, so I'll start with you, Michael. We'll go this way uh, next year. Anything specific you're going to try to do, not to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your game plan right now? Where's your mind at right now? Gen Con 51. Uh, Gen Con 51. Uh, schedule more time with you guys. Uh, have a theme, because I've gone to enough of them now, and I did this my first year, which is I, I when I go with a theme, I don't know, I like it better. My theme first year was play every game, any game that I've never played before, and I had never done that, and I'm probably going to start there again, and then maybe the next year I'll have like a different theme, like well, board games only, or only the really strange stuff that, that people don't go to um, or have no plans. So um, go in with a theme uh, and schedule schedule time with you guys. All right, very cool. All right, Jared? Where did the big gay dungeon crawl fall into your theme there? This uh, year? It, it fell into <laughs> playing cool games. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it was a great game. <laughs> it was. It was fun. Uh, well, uh, depending on uh, a certain wedding... I may or may not be able to go, so I'm kind of. Ooh. But you know, I'm more. I can't even think about Gen Con. I'm too too much hyped up about a catacomb oh, yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean, I'm not even thinking yeah, about Gen Con. Catch some money over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. When is the catacomb again? <laughs> oh, it's November twentieth. Uh, I, I think it's tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. It ended yeah. with a zero. I think it is the fifth. <laughs> I think it's the fifth. Again, it's the fifth one. Yeah, it's the fifth one. It's the fifth one. You can remember yeah. it because it's fifth edition. Exactly. All right. What about you, Brad? I I I'm, I think I'm going to echo pretty much what Michael said. I'm going to try and build in more time to have fun with the people I've gone there with instead of just seeing, well, I'll see you guys later tonight. <laughs> yeah. Actually try and uh, get into some more games because I had a great time getting into some of those games with Michael um, and, uh, and, and with Jared and uh, Johan and, and Chris. Um, I didn't get to game with uh, you at all. No, at, at all. Which was the first Gen Con I've been to that I have not at least had one game. I didn't play in any official events with any of you. Yeah, wow. we got into a couple pickup things, but there were no actual mm-hmm. scheduled events with more than one of us. Which is what my thing is going to be for next year. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make a point to try to get into something with at least some of you. Mm-hmm. The issue is that sometimes you guys play games that I just don't want to play, so I'm going to have to convince you to get into a game that I want to play with me. So I'll start begging soon. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to work that out. I'll yeah, play anything. Find a system I haven't played before. <laughs> so what about you, Michael? <laughs> Again, that, yeah, that would be it. Just I want to make sure that I get into games with people that I know. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. I don't want you know anyone to take that the wrong way. But as I get to know more and more people, as well also with the network, I have a lot of people that I feel like require my attention. You know, before that, it was all you guys. Now I feel like I have other people that I also want to spend time with and I have some responsibility towards. So it's like I kind of get pulled in different directions. So I'm just going to have to make time that we're going to get into some games together. Or maybe even just do like an off-the-books thing, but just make it network people. Because it's not just us then. It's not just something we could do anyway, is to pull in the Michaels and the uh, Chris's of the world and Taylor's and Quinn's and uh, get into like a really cool network-type game whether it be board game or role playing game, you know, role playing game. Let's, yeah, when we well, let's yeah. be serious. Yeah, let's be it's serious. basically what we do at our at our planning event. I mean, that's the that's a blast. Basically, yeah. I mean, basically, it's going to be a catacomb. It's what it is. Yeah. I mean, just all the people that I like, 
I want to game with, gaming with those people. Why am I invited? And people we tolerate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people who drive and give me money. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we'll throw it out one last time. If there's any other questions anyone might have for us, we'll take a minute, let uh, chat catch up, and we'll try to answer them. Otherwise, we will sign off. Uh, so while we're waiting for any I questions. Make, I can make shout outs. All right. Do some shout outs. Yeah. Cathedral Tech version two. Played played this played the first one played the second one with one of the writers. It was great. It was amazing. Might have been might have been the best best game of the time. Uh, but like it, like I said, every, everything was really good. Uh, Tino from from Mams ran too. Um, Outbreak uh, Deep Space that were were really amazing. Also good. Uh, and you two can't thank Cthulhu for having the best production value of any also game. Had a also had a <laughs> Like to my surprise, every time they come to a catacomb, it was because like I was like, you guys should be like, I don't know, like on some like talk show, like talking about <laughs> your the level of production value that you guys have in your games. Uh, you two can Cthulhu. So if you're ever looking for it, it's Cthulhu, and then you're looking for YTCC events, um, and they do it under another group's name that I totally am blocking on. I think it's it's maybe Chaosium. Can't remember. Yeah, Chaosium is the name yes. of the company who produces yeah. the game. Yeah, but they when they sign up, you two can Cthulhu sign up for all their events at a catacomb. Is it, is it Rogue Cthulhu? Oh, no, because that, that that's a just YTCC. Yeah. Look for email us, talk to us. Yes, come, come to a catacomb. To a catacomb yeah. over there, and they're running events the whole time. Uh, yeah, amazing events. So maybe mention when the event list and stuff for Catacomb, and maybe now's a good time to <laughs> put you on well, the bus. Well, unfortunately, I can't say that. Yeah. Our our event schedulers still got a couple uh, kinks in the system. We're going to hopefully get those worked out soon. Um, but yeah, but we're also going to be, at least some of us are going to be at Sin City Con running events, which is in October at the Sharonville Convention Center. And that's the, like, the last big yeah. convention until Catacomb, which is in November. And then next year, probably um, Origins. Would be the the big one. Oh, we have a question. Um, oh, Tanner's with us as well. As someone who is hasn't been to a catacomb but is going this year and has not been to Gen Con, how would the two compare? Uh, I can say like pro, pros and cons. Like, there's obviously like I can tell a catacomb, but like Gen Con's amazing because it is the biggest. Like you're, you're right. going to the carnival of gaming where everything is sort of going on. Problem with that is it's the carnival of the game. So are you and a summer a, guy or a winter guy? There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot really noisy. Your game halls are really loud. Like you said, like I have had good games, like several several times, good games ruined by just it is too loud in there. Um, at a catacomb, um, I'm especially with YTCC, I'm getting the same group of people and a level of like I'll use this word intimacy that I you don't get elsewhere. You have space. You, they, you're not you don't feel congested so you're getting all the best names and like we have like really big names people come to our yep come to our event like i've had i've drank beer with like three-fifths of the people that wrote fifth edition by now <laughs> but that's like i'm gonna collect them all someday yep uh but yeah there's a level of 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 intimacy and like just tough like time that you have to to really engage the, the not as much walking yeah, no, it's my fault. Yeah, well, I mean, to Michael's point, we're in one big room, which is a plus and a minus, you know, because there is a little bit of noise overflow. It wasn't as bad as I thought because the room is so tall. A lot of the the mm -hmm. audio goes up, so it doesn't really affect you at the table. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're close enough, you can look over and you can see everybody. So, like, you don't ever have to, like, you know, you get on Twitter and find people. It's just like, hey, you, 
after this, let's go there and play. Yeah. Uh, everything's free once you're inside. Yeah. There's no yeah. per game cost, which I, from a marketing or from a business standpoint, is probably dumb. I probably should be doing that because that's a lot of money that we're not I, getting. But yeah. I don't, I, I want a Catacomb to feel like it's just you, you and your friends gaming for a weekend, mm-hmm. which is what it is. It's just friends you haven't met yet. You've bought your badge. You've bought all you need to buy. Like yep. you don't, I mean, like the one thing that erred me at uh, Gen Con was you had to buy a separate ticket to play their open board games, uh, or at least that's what it sounded like. Yeah, you, do, you have to and buy a thing to play them. One, the, what I appreciate about a Catacon, our library may not be as big, but you can, like, you could just go there and play board games for free from our library without. Yeah, we're going to do an RPG section this year too with yeah. a bunch of RPGs already read out, like character sheet blanks and pre-gen, mm-hmm. so that if you've never played an RPG before, you can. Just grab one and go as well. That's Roll the plan. Crash kit. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. What about you, bro? How would you compare the two? Honestly, I I had way more fun. I have generally year after year way more fun at a Catacomb than I do at Gen Con. It's just the culture of it. Um, and it, it, I think it is simply because it's such, I mean, it, it's something that I don't know. I maybe I know the people that are running it, and so maybe I'm more invested in it that right. way. Um, but I, I don't. I can't think of a bad experience I've had at a catacomb, as opposed to you know, bad games or or not games or or, or things that just didn't go right at Gen Con. So hopefully that's not you know setting up a, <laughs> yeah. setting up a curse for this year. We are in trouble. Uh, Knock on some wood. Yeah. Sorry guys, uh, but no. Um, I, I for me I just can't compare it. I, I mean. Um, it is kind of kind of night and day. It, it, it's, it's got the perfect size, um, you know. That's just kind of a lot of the people. Only, the only downside is the food thing. But it's, it has a lot of people who are passionate about role playing. Like mm-hmm. uh, every single person I know that goes to a catacomb is passionate about role playing, and loves to do it, and 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 is passionate about our, you know, our subtitle is if you're having fun, you're doing it right, and who and who take that. To the T, whereas Gen Con, you never know. You're gonna. It's a con. You're gonna get people who are passionate about role playing, but you never know exactly who you're gonna get or what you're gonna get. But in my experience with the Catacon, you're always gaming with people who who love role playing. Yeah, they are excited to be there. I, excited I, I to think, be there. And I think that's the way to, to frame it. And again, I'm I'm just talking out my butt here, but there are people who will go to Gen Con, and I'm probably one of them now because it's Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Like, even though this year wasn't my best Gen Con, I'm going to go next year. I'm super excited about going next year. Mm-hmm. But people who come to a Catacon, they're going there because they want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge difference. Um, you know, I've actually gotten a little bit of flack from some people who I think don't quite know what we're trying to do with the Catacon uh, about the fact that we charge GMs. It's it's a reduced cost, but you still have to pay a little bit of money to be a GM there. and Real cheap. And it's super cheap, but I think that's part of it is that if you're coming to a catacomb, you're you're already bought in. You're not going to GM because it gives you a free badge. You're going to GM because you want to run a game for people mm-hmm. and you want those people to have a really good time. So you're willing to pay money to come to Archon and run a game. And for me, I think that that is the type of person who's like, I want to give this experience. I want people to play. So, yes, I'll give you 10 bucks in order to play rather than running eight games so that I don't pay anything at all. So to me, that's to me that's counterintuitive. Like I, we may eventually get to the point where GMs don't have to pay if we get big enough, but there will never be a 
you run X number of games, you don't have to pay because I think that sends the wrong signal. It's ten people. bucks mm-hmm. for a weekend. Yeah, it's ten bucks. Come on. So. Hey, I'll give all our GMs free shoulder massages. If they want. <laughs> <laughs> no, deep tissue. I know exactly what not to do. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you everyone who was listening uh, in on chat. Thank you for anyone who's listening in the future. Brad, Jared, Michael, thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a part of my Gen Con journey uh, for past years and for future years. I, I, my regret was that we didn't do more together this year, so we're going to fix that for next year. Uh, but I appreciate what you guys do for the show. Again, Michael and Jared aren't on the mics a lot, but they do a ton of work behind the scenes helping to get a catacomb to happen and hyping it and selling it to people and all that kind of good stuff. So really appreciate what you guys do for us. And obviously, Brad, thank you for all that you've done for the show. And uh, again, yeah, we got Sin City Con, but other than that, it's all basically, I don't say downhill, but it's all forward towards a catacon. Uh, full speed ahead. Full speed ahead, exactly. Well, make it so. Number nine, warp factor who? Um, <laughs> I'm just I don't know what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think There's I had so a, I think free, I just had a stroke. Freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping the beat. Uh, but until next time, this has been Michael. And Brad. Jared. And Michael. Thanks. Everybody do an awkward wave out. Yes. Uh, Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at vrpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.